Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Lunch Boys podcast. And there's a lot going on in the world right now with COVID stuff. But before we dive fine. into that, um, with me, I have Ryan. Sup? <laughs> Such a delayed reaction. And Henry. Hello! <laughs> he also a delayed reaction. <laughs> he tried to get the, the jump oh. on it, though. <laughs> Henry, how are you? I feel like... I feel like you're never on Lunch Boys episodes anymore. I, I was I on the last one. The people, I know, but the people want to hear from you. How are you? Are you doing well? Is your mom I okay? Am, She's really cool. I am raging against the globalist at the moment. It's been eating up a lot of my time, <laughs> to be honest. Ryan just held up his rock hands, yeah, and I dig honestly, it. Honestly, same. Um, I'm not even kidding. This week was also Mike Lindell's election cyber symposium, so... I've been get clocking in some time with that too, and it is bananas. We'll have to do a whole episode on that because that's so interesting, and I, I love it when I have a couple of friends who just post stuff about how election fraud is completely unfounded, and I'm like, well, number one, there's a whole like liberal podcast, by the way, talking about how it's definitely happened in the past and it's possible. So like, but when people who, say like, you know, who definitely committed voter fraud and election fraud historically? The Republicans in North Carolina. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, oh, <laughs> stinking oh Lincoln. I didn't know that. I was talking about recently, but... Oh, no, oh. He, he sent he sent Union troops to southern ballot boxes and stood them there with guns. So, like, to watch over the voting. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the guys that we had watch over the voting last time, you know. They were doing yeah. such a great job having to stand so far away because of COVID. Speaking of COVID... Um, <laughs> a lot of wild stuff has been happening. It, it's just like... <laughs> I know I had to move on quick. I knew I was on... Uh, it, was, it was some trepa, trepidatious waters. Is that the right word for that? Um, the troubled waters. I need a bridge yeah. over troubled waters. Oh, me. But, uh, yo, freaking former governor. That's a whole thing. Not yet. Not yet. Well, you know, Four, soon days. to be. Yeah. yeah. Third, yeah, like a horror movie. It's like whatever. Um, <laughs> so like we've got freaking he he literally just made it so that there's a new bill or a new executive order. De Blasio. Basically. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm talking about Cuomo. I should have no, mentioned De Blasio new, was the mayor of New York. Bill, bill De Blasio. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoops. Um, that was a mistake. Fact check. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, you were Mayor Bill De Blasio was. He just announced this executive order, I guess, for the city where you've got the keys to New York law or rule, whatever he wants to call it. And basically it is that if you would like to go to the grocery store, go to a movie theater. Wait, wait does it actually include the grocery store and stuff? I believe so. I am pretty sure it's any indoor place. Because I thought it was like bars, restaurants, gyms. Well, Ryan fat checks me. I know bars, restaurants, gyms is 100% true. But Ryan, go ahead and fact check that. Um... Basically, you cannot take part in any of these places in the city unless you are vaccinated. And this is another way that in New York, they're pseudo-politely pushing people to get vaccinated. Um, Ryan, did you find out if it was grocery stores? Uh, The program requires that people provide proof of vaccination to indoor dining, entertainment, and fitness facilities. Oh, so fitness facilities, the place where the people less, the least likely to die from COVID congregate sick oh, yeah. so i think yep. you can go to grocery stores uh so you can go to the grocery game. store 
at the time being and so far there have been um or this is as of august 11th so you know or this is three hours ago actually Kita, new york city 30 new york uh city businesses requiring proof of covid vaccination and then it lists these businesses so go and boycott those yeah Um, well like there's a uh, hotel here um oh shoot there's a a a place called the proletariat which i think is hilarious (laughs) Um, the pedal house that's funny (laughs) yeah i think strip clubs should definitely force vaccinations but um but I think one of the interesting things, I was like, man, where are you guys and at on that one? Just, just real, fa- real <laughs> fast, um, there's a New York Times article, and the headline is, New York City will require workers and customers show proof of at least one dose for indoor dining and other activities, which is hilarious because after one dose, you're more susceptible and your symptoms will usually be worse, if I'm remembering correctly. Potentially. Am I, am I right on that? I'm going to assume uh, it kills people, so I wouldn't. I think the... <laughs> I think the, the, the first dose of the vaccine has more negative side effects for the person who takes it. Um, I, I always heard the other as way. As opposed but to after, the second But after the, the first dose. one, it makes you, like, if you get COVID after the first one, but before the second one, it'll, it'll like, rock your world, I thought. But I might be misremembering and mixing okay. something up. Well, either way, so you've got bars, restaurants, and gyms. You're not it's allowed to go Sam's to Sam's Club. Things. By the way, that was on the list and a hotel, which is upsetting. So Sam's Club being a grocery store, right? Yeah. Like, let's just let's just like really take this in for a second, right? Based on your vaccination status, That's right? Soda Club. The people who are very much against discrimination, making sure that everybody's welcome everywhere, oh, safe dude. places. Oh, hard stop. Really sorry. I miss I'm far away from the computer. It says Soda Club. <laughs> and I read it as Sam's Club. I just know that Walmart is uh, making... How are you going to point out fake news on our show like that? How are you going to do that? Well, hold up. And I just... Here's the <laughs> reason, though, why I think my brain podcast. made that connection. Because Walmart is having some and or all. Because it was, it was in an article that included a bunch of places. Employees getting vaccinated. So I think my brain just jumped the gun on that. Um, ah, I see. My bad. But regardless. So, but you guys even see what I'm building up to here. It's just like you're discriminating against people based on their access to medical care. Right, which is completely inconsistent with everything that I've heard from the left in the past several years, going all the way back to, in my lifetime, the Obama years, with things like the Affordable Care Act and such. And then it's just wild to me that, that, that they're just totally cool with this, that it seems like people are not just outraged completely, and that I see people in comment sections on Twitter and on Instagram saying we need forced vaccinations, or I saw a comment today on this dumb post, this comedian who's usually pretty funny, but then she decided to be a cuck. Um, I saw this comment today and it said, um, hey, I just need you to get vaccinated so I can live my life in peace. I'm like, what? Like, just this backwards logic all over the place, and so the answer to that is to discriminate against people. Well, not to mention... It seems so inconsistent to me. Doesn't it... Wasn't it recently proven that people with the vaccine are just as likely to pass on yeah they're they're less likely to get it but they're more they're just as likely to spread it if they get it which negates the point of having a passport yeah um and also the walmart thing walmart tells uh corporate staff and managers they must have covid vaccine by october that's cnbc um but yeah, and the the spreading thing um, that was in the New York Times uh, about a week ago or so, uh, just reporting on a CDC report, because um, you know, 
there was also another Pfizer trial or study that came out and shows that like within like I think it was like four or six months your vaccine efficiency has gone down to like 42 percent and it's like these were sold as like <laughs> like shots that would protect you for years and now we're talking weeks and months like and we're not even going to bring up natural immunity that's cool yeah all of the science and all which apparently yeah, isn't as good Israel. but what's in you know what i've seen actually from the there's actually a person that i've been sharing some of their instagram stories with the boys and something uh, i have to be careful here because i don't know if the person listens to the show uh but <laughs> all that to say the, He's an idiot. they were basically saying that like <laughs> well, what i've seen I'm, from I'm i've seen this from multiple people you know i've seen it from like yeah. tons and tons of from people, what i've seen is right new friends um is that oh i waited to get the vaccine because i already had covid and i've got antibodies and i wanted to make sure old people and people more vulnerable could get it first which by the way they're like practically fighting to give away these vaccines that's why they're handing out donuts in conjunction with the vaccine like it's not like there's not enough vaccines so even that like falls on its face if you've been paying attention like immediately yeah. the government's been paying for them so they're soup they're like pretty much free most places you go um and so like it i whatever if that's why you wanted to wait and that's how you convinced yourself that you would want to get this thing you just wanted to, like if you want to say that's the reason sure the real reason is you wanted to make sure people didn't drop dead first but even that falls on its face <laughs> because it's like either either natural immunity because works people are falling and, dead from this thing <laughs> they, they are and women are having like crazy menstrual problems and all kinds of things and that's granted that's not necessarily the case for like the majority of covid vaccinations but it's like enough that we should care but the, any anytime somebody brings something like that up um I, I got a point on that and i actually want to go back to what i was saying before because that's a really good point um but anyway if if it was good enough for you to wait to get the vaccine why isn't it good enough to just not get the vaccine you know when you're still going out to bars when you're still going out to places you're like oh i've got antibodies so i'm gonna wait and it was like months ago or weeks ago whoever like you know different people i've heard it from multiple people so, like, how come natural immunity was good enough for you to virtue signal your way into waiting for those who are, quote-unquote, most vulnerable, but it wasn't good enough to, like, just live? You still have to get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because um, you, were, you were putting people at risk, and people have probably, if you're consistent with your own viewpoint, people have already died because of you not, not wearing a mask in these public places. Like, I see what which people Which doesn't do post. anything. Like, it doesn't do anything. That's what I'm saying, though. If you're going to be consistent with your own viewpoint, you're uh, not wearing a mask in these places. You're not, you're not like, uh, social distancing in these places. You're hanging out in, in large groups nothing. with these people. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking duh. But, like, you hear, what, you hear what I'm saying, though, is, like, if it's your viewpoint, right, like, you have already killed people. You have already infected people. You have already contributed to the, quote, unquote, overwhelming hospitals, which, by the way, are so overwhelmed that if you're not a vaccinated nurse or doctor, you're totally fine to be offloaded because they, they aren't hurting for the staff. Like, it's just, like, bananas to me that this is even a thing. That everything and is And that backwards. people don't recognize the inconsistencies in their own behaviors. It's like, if you are safe for 10 days longer or a month longer to not get the vaccine, then you're safe for two months longer to not get the vaccine because natural immunity is a thing. How come and it's to, only we have a short shelf life for that? The per, uh, go, they're still living people from the Spanish flu, and they still have immunity for it. So Just and, and to, that to hit there. the idea of the overwhelmed hospital, I've seen the the new the new uh, fear propaganda or, or scare porn uh, talking point is that pediatric hospitals scare porn, that's what are <laughs> being just absolutely just dominated and flooded um, by kids and pediatric patients um 
so I've got the CDC numbers in front of me. It goes up to August 7th, so it's a few days behind, but like boohoo, it's 99% correct. Um, ages 0 to 17, there have been uh, a little over 3,300 hospitalizations over a year and a half through 50 states. So like what's 3,300 divided by 50? Somewhere, somewhere in the ballpark of like 61 or 2, I, I, I think. Um, per state, like I, I don't know, I don't know, I just don't buy it. <laughs> and like, I, I'm not I'm, here. It is here. It is not saying it's not happening, but holy shit! Like, <laughs> also like I, either either it's not happening, or the CDC is actually just that bad at counting. And then everything I've ever been saying is just vindicated. And also on the idea of like while I'm on the talking points, the uh, the. The talking point right now is that Florida, Texas, insert red state that needs to be demonized, is actually being like absolutely being ravaged by COVID at the moment. Well, places like New York and Massachusetts, you know, the civilized liberal uh, strongholds are mm -hmm. barely feeling it. And it's all because of vaccination rates. Uh, New York, if I'm remembering off the top of my head correctly, New York uh, fully vaccinated adults is 58%. Um, and Florida, it's 50. So you're telling me 8% vaccination rate is playing a 15 times difference or whatever number they're throwing out there. I'd have to go back and find them. But like an 8% vaccination rate is doing all of that work. It's like, or maybe there's a lot more to this than just vaccination rates. And let's wait till the winter and see what happens. <laughs> I also just wanted to point out, I think the seven day rolling average of deaths is in the 300s yeah it is i I've, i check it daily just because i'm so like that's upset like my, my family recently because the delta uh, propaganda has been like texting me and calling me a lot begging me like my grandma said like it's now is the time you have to do this for you and your community and i was like make an argument or don't talk to me <laughs> like i am over being manipulated into trying to feel something when the data just isn't there. Um, there's an Alex Berenson uh, substack where he goes over CDC data showing that if you're pretty young and reasonably healthy, the vaccine is actually going to be a worse time for you than COVID will, statistically speaking. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it anymore for your community. Well, okay. I'm still going to be able to spread it if I get it. So anybody who's really afraid of it, just get vaccinated and you don't have to worry about it. God well, damn it. But like also well, like the, But you still have to worry about it and that's freaking them out. But like and they're the, figuring out through the propaganda machine how to blame the unvaxxed rather than the vaxxed for the fact that the vaccine just doesn't work. So yeah. that's, that's a whole other thing too. And also the... Because like, man, the the propaganda apparatus that is the, the media machine, um, they are so good at taking numbers that if you don't look into them, like sound plausible. They were saying um, percentages. They're, they say they're like percent saying percentages. Um, like, one second, I can grab it real fast. Because again, I check these charts every effing day. Because um, so, like, I, I, I legitimately want to know, like, if what if they're right once like it's the boy who cries wolf thing like what if oh my god hospitalizations amongst you know 25 year olds are like really just skyrocketing and then it's like okay maybe the vaccine makes more sense but then they're never right <laughs> they're always lying so i so they're they are always, are always talking about the 18 to 29 year old age range because that's the demographic that's like oh i don't need to worry about it um 
it is currently at 1.2 the hospitalization rate is 1.2 per 100,000 of population at the peak of last year it was at like uh 1.13 so it is about the same as last year it is higher than the peak last year so like we'll see uh if that continues to go up but like come on but also <laughs> like looking strictly at death numbers for example it's equivalent to the number of people dying from alzheimer's therefore one could argue like this pandemic's over uh, for for everybody or specific yeah, age just range? everybody gotcha gotcha um yeah the 18 to 29 are not dying from alzheimer's yeah uh, but so if you take that into consideration you take into consideration the fact that the hospitals are not actually overwhelmed you look at the fact that these to back that up there there was a, a thomas massey tweet with john hopkins data showing we have like tens of thousands of hospital beds empty right um oh yeah for just sure. to back that up they've never been overwhelmed we knew I, we knew that from people who it. were taking their cameras into hospitals in april of we, last year but we sorry, also knew that when new york was bringing in like medical cruisers guards. and tents and they saw like three patients or something at the peak they brought of the in the thing. coast guard medical ship thing in new and york city like the hot spot of the entire thing <laughs> And they didn't. And same thing with the ventilators. When they were like, "We need twenty thousand ventilators," and they ended up using like fifteen or whatever. Well, Not fifteen thousand, but like fifteen point zero. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of hospitalizations and data, here's a big problem: the CDC admits that their COVID test, their PCR, cannot differentiate between any of the strains of COVID. Number one. So the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, Delta is the main thing. Like, maybe, I was just about to bring that or up. Or maybe not, they're because guessing. you have to do a full genome sequence if you want to get that information. And they don't have the available resources to do that. So not only do they know what variant it necessarily is that you're hospitalized with, it can't make a differentiation between influenza A. That's what they admit to. But mm -hmm. pretty much it can't identify the difference between any of the 200 coronaviruses because the... The PCR test gives you like a baseline and that baseline is based off of like a fragment because officially I have found nowhere that outside of the CDC do they have a full sequence for COVID. Yeah, so they're, they're guessing on it. And then if you, we've brought it up, we were right on this before the New York Times was about cycle thresholds for the PCR tests. Um, thanks right. Alex Berenson. And Alex Berenson really way, is like the goat of this thing of like putting numbers yeah. in context. Um, I love him. I pre-ordered his book, uh, and I'm pumped to get it in uh, December. I think it's a good idea, too. I, I gave a really dumbed-down example to my wife, because I think when we talked about cycle thresholds before, <laughs> I understood it enough that... Um, but she needed it! The, the, the phrasing what? of that was unintentional, I'm uh, sure. I don't know hilarious. how I said it wrong. You I said I gave, a, earlier. I gave a dumbed down version or example to my wife and it just sounded like because she needed it dumbed down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys would have heard it that way. But anyway, I was trying to make yeah. it like simple for her because I, I've still, it makes it easy for me too to understand it because when you use like a lot of the other language, it gets a little away from us. And I had heard for a long time there was too many cycles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, and I did a little research and it made a lot of sense to me. But I, I mean, just being fully transparent, there are people way smarter than me that I trusted um, that I was getting that information from. But let's just, for for the sake of argument, if you need to explain this to someone that you know, what how to um, explain to them that the cycle thresholds are too high. What they do is they take uh, a sample from you and let's say that it, in that sample is one one millionth or whatever, one piece of COVID, right? And in order for you to be declared 
infected and that you're showing symptoms and things like that, the test needs to be ramped up and spun around through these cycles and you do it 10 times. So 10 times one, 10, now we know you're sick. You have COVID, right? Now, what happens if you swab somebody and you get an, an example or a, a piece of that COVID and it's a tenth of a millionth or something like that, whatever, a, a tenth of a piece of COVID. So not one whole piece of COVID, but a tenth of a piece of COVID. So now what you do is you do 100 cycle thresholds or however much, I'm bad at math. But anyway, you do 100 cycle thresholds and then you get 10. And then we say, oh, see, you've got COVID, which means you got a false positive because you actually have very little coronavirus of SARS-CoV-2, whatever you want to call it, if you want to confuse people, you have very little in your system, but you ran it through more cycles, so that way you could ex expand the ability for you to see what those what was in there, and then you can declare it a positive COVID, uh, positive COVID test. So that's how we get inflated numbers by too many cycle thresholds in these tests. And so that's like a super stupid also, way to put it. Can it literally but, just but, pull it out of the air at that threshold. Uh, uh, yeah, because like, exactly. it is, a th like, and I'm not even exaggerating, between I think it's 32 and 40 cycle threshold it's uh, a thousand times more sensitive if, if i'm right there again I, i've brought this article up so many freaking times uh your covid test was positive maybe it shouldn't have been in the new york times talking to a oxford epidemiologist um uh, he doesn't it, know science uh clearly not it's probably a white guy uh, too. also i mean i think that like an easier <laughs> example Asian, but yeah. is let's say if there's a difference between, oh well he would know <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they're the ones who joke. gave it to that's us that's a racist joke it's a racist joke. Bat eaten the CCP virus. <laughs> so I was just gonna say, like, if you have a beer versus ten shots, there's a big difference, right? Mm -hmm. One, you're clearly not inebriated. The other one, you are intoxicated. So, could you imagine if a breathalyzer was so sensitive that a beer That's and a then ten shots would give, give yeah. you the same uh, result of intoxication? That's crazy. Right. So, yeah. right. as far yeah. as like the amount of virus that somebody has even if you want to make pretend like at that really high threshold you're not talking about instrument contamination and you're not talking about it pulling stuff out of the air right let's just take that out of the equation for the time being if you have a fragment of this rna in your sinus or wherever they're taking the sample swap from that does not imply an infection it just implies a presence and that's what you've got macrophages for and they go in they eat it up you're never even sick and it's worth mentioning, too, that there are tons of pathogens that live on our bodies, that we exhale, that are in our mouths, all of that, that live on us constantly. So you might have, whether it be a different coronavirus, because by the way, COVID-19 is a very specific of many coronaviruses. There are some coronaviruses that are just the common cold. There's a bunch of them. So There's you might have maybe just like a little... like. Yeah, the exact number if you want it. Um, and so there's a bunch of them. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is there's a bunch <laughs> of them. So it's just like, you guys are so autistic. Um, and so like, at the end of the day, like it could have picked up any one of those coronaviruses, right? And then you run it through all these cycles and then you're like, boom, that you've got coronavirus. It's like, n no, you don't. It, you might have a coronavirus or a very small portion of a coronavirus, which is one of the many pathogens that live on our skin, in our bodies, in our sinuses, whatever. But that doesn't mean that you have a positive SARS-CoV-2 test. So the PCR test in general, if you have any understanding of how it works, is total horse crap. Just not good. And like also, and there's the uh, video of the Illinois or Indiana. Oh, I can't remember. Um, like Surgeon General or, or whatever admitting that look how we you know count a, uh, a COVID death is if they died 
and they tested positive for COVID, it's a COVID death. And now, like, take what we just said about cycle thresholds into account and how many false positives on deaths that could have happened. Like, Alex Berenson was yep. on a Rogan where he explained that it takes the fragment and bursts it out a, a trillion times at 40 cycle threshold. Like, there were gunshot victims listed as COVID deaths. There was car accident victims listed at, uh, as COVID deaths. You know, like, so... There was, why are we testing people who are already dead from something else? Like, if somebody died in a car accident, why are we then testing them for COVID retroactively? That makes no sense to me. Because there's financial benefits. And also the PCR test the CDC just pulled because, quote, off of the CDC's website, this was, where's the date? They don't even date their freaking articles. Are you kidding? The, the Wait, CDC July. is a god-awful website. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Page last reviewed July 19th. Um... CDC encourages laboratories to consider adoption of a multiplex method that can facilitate detection and differentiation of SARS-CoV-2 and influenza viruses. Cool. By the way, they said plural influenza viruses. There are many. Yeah, so that's a good point uh, to bring that up. Yeah. That's them pulling the... And I got it. It's the top um, result if you type in CDC PCR test pulled. Just keep that up so we can put it in the show notes. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it'll be somewhere in the show notes. Um, and so let, let me go back a little bit because we've kind of just shown how overblown and out of proportion this thing is. So then in New York where we've got this COVID passport thing or this keys to the city thing, whatever you want to call it, where we're literally discriminating against certain groups of people who have chosen not to get the vaccine for this virus that, by the way, is not as infectious or as deadly as it's been sold to us. And I think through many I, of the different rabbit trails we've just taken, we've it kind is, of proved it is, that. I think as infectious, but not as deadly. I think it's fair to say. Well, that's sure. You're referring to like, so, the variants now. Or, but like, yeah. even before, they were like, it will spread really quickly. And like you can see, even though the PCR test overblew it, um, like how many are asymptomatic like inflates the number I think equally as much as the PCR test uh, or uh, rather the asymptomatic deflates the number as much as the PCR test would inflate so like, I think we probably have a decent uh, knowledge of how many we have but like the deaths are definitely overblown cool so uh, I'm just going to move on because <laughs> doesn't doesn't change my point um, 85% so- or over 65 of deaths cool uh, and so when you got that in New York, um, then you look at the different the different um, races of people who are vaccinated in New York. Um, you've got Asian Asians as the most with seventy two percent of a vaccination rate. Right after that, um, you've got They're Native like, Stop American me for and this. <laughs> Alaska Native. Right? Seriously. <laughs> Asians are experiencing what white guilt feels like. Um, Native American, uh, Alaska Native. Feels good, doesn't um, it? <laughs> and by the way, this is fully vaccinated numbers, not partially. This is fully vaccinated numbers. So then after that, you got Native American, 69%. Now, granted, both of those are minorities. So the overall population of these people that we're going to see vaccinated, that's different than the amount of white people who are vaccinated, which is 46%. After that is 43% Hispanic and Latino. And after that's black, which means that the huge proportion of people in the, that live in New York who are not going to be allowed to go out to eat, who are not going to be allowed to go into the gym, are black people. And we just spent all year, last year, turning the nation upside down in defense of black people and our ability to live without fear and discrimination. 
and yeah. how quickly one of the most liberal cities in America just throws that out if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, like, every, shouldn't that tell you every, a little bit about Black Lives Matter? And every, shouldn't that tell you a little bit about how much they care about your health and how much they care about the things that they say they care about? Yeah, everything is uh, based on proportions and how a demographic is under or overrepresented only to the extent that it's useful for propaganda and them achieving their goals. Because if you want to talk about, like, you know, the idea of, like, the white supremacist, like, always going around and, like, killing and assaulting minorities, data does, doesn't really hold up. <laughs> but you, you're sort not of like get, stop Asian hate, and it was like, all black people in the videos I saw, and then they're like, Shh, yeah. Sh, sh, sh. And if you look at the, <laughs> the crime rates by race, and like I know it's a really like crime rates are such a, a complicated topic because like the war on drugs and like the legitimate history of like government discrimination. So I'm not just like hand waving that away by any means, but the idea that it's all crime against black people is like white supremacist, and it's the number one threat and like the that dhs guy said that it's the number one domestic terror threat and like violent domestic threat it's like come on man like we can be honest about a lot of like two things at once come on but uh like, that is difficult for right and left like from a um a, what's the word part partisan what's the partisan? word partisan? partisan from a partisan standpoint uh is that not no no two groups of people uh, on those two sides want to be honest about two things at the same time it's like oh black lives matter and then like oh covid passport and i'm like no 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 because if black lives matter then you know that it's going to disproportionately affect black people if you kick them out of gyms and you kick them out of public spaces uh and also if you care about covid passports then that means you have to throw the black people out so <laughs> you're either going to yeah. do modern day jim crow or you're not you can't have it but you can't have your cake and eat it too sorry and if, if also are gonna do blue lives matter don't tread on me for the republicans like get out of here those are the exact people who trample on your rights so and, and if, uh, <laughs> the argument is that oh well vaccines are provided for free and it's your civic duty and whatever it's like okay well ids are basically free why can't we have voter id that is a great criticism from the right by the way it's, it it's makes excellent. a lot of sense to me it's excellent i i, I love it especially because i want less people voting um <laughs> Especially less Democrats voting. However, I, that has to happen. If it is racist, like whatever. But I just want less Democrats sure, voting. Like, well, it's not racist. <laughs> if like, it disproportionately affects a you. certain demographic, I don't care as long as less Democrats Black are getting elected. Black people are elected. very smart and resourceful. I believe we can get an idea if we want one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it disproportionately affects a community that happens to vote Democrat, Democrats, honestly, my utilitarian streak in me is like, let's just do it anyways. I don't care. <laughs> So like, Super it's side great. kind of. Oh, I just wanted ahead, to real Henry. quick, just like point out, like it's it's cool to like bring out inconsistencies in messaging and propaganda and all that. I'm just so surprised that people are more, I guess, like caught off guard by the fact that their government is pushing for you to give a medical ID out of some sort. Hey, but to get in first grade, you have to prove that you're vaccinated. To go to a bar, you have to show your ID that you're 21. I mean, I don't remember well, doing that. Well, that disproportionately affects black people because it's like voter ID. But and uh, dude, black people so shouldn't for example, have to show an ID to get into a bar the, dude, and drink. 50-year-old white women on Twitter <laughs> think they're so clever saying, oh, well, you have to be vaccinated to go to public school. It's like, by tested and just thoroughly researched vaccines about... For viruses and diseases that actually would probably kill you. 
Um, but also, I just wanted to point out real quick, because like you know, we just like, I totally agree. We, we set the precedent that like this virus has been blown out of proportion and all that kind of stuff. And you can look right now what's taking place in Australia, where literally I, I watched a video of a guy go through a checkpoint, mm-hmm. uh, red flag. He got pulled over for not having a mask while he was in a car by himself. And you and you basically this Gestapo shows up with a crappy surgical mask on outside. Which you mean a cop? I mean, like, yes, that is exactly what I mean. <laughs> and they ask for his medical papers on whether or not he's vaccinated for COVID. That is such a huge infringement of your like right to just be mobile, yeah, just to go where the, you want. The left but, went from punch a Nazi to show me your papers faster than I've seen anything. Uh, but yeah, it's literal fascism at this point. And in France, people are trying to have coffee outside, mind you, where if you follow the science, the virus cannot exist outside. The UV rays literally destroy it in a matter of seconds. Yeah, it spreads the most inside. And they, they're like p- walking around with big guns, which the people are not allowed to have, by the way, and nope. asking for their papers. Yo, where have I seen this before? In Europe, in hey. 19. 19- 39 <laughs> like this is this not is a hard job and i bet those guys have families who are just trying to make ends meet okay? but she's a you're human being unfair too. she's a human too you're being unfair say her name Ugh. ashley babbitt ah! <laughs> so like i feel like that should that should be enough to drive people up the wall i did see some people chanting nazi passes in new york and i was like yeah finally yeah it's it's been really disappointing seeing everybody or not everybody, but like a lot of cities in Europe just erupting with like thousands and thousands and thousands of people going against lockdowns or vaccine passports and in some cases mandatory. I mean, thousands is an understatement. Like all of Europe, like let's get real, it was in the millions. Uh, like across, uh, I'm saying like per city. Well, thousands, and even thousands. I think in Paris, it's like it would be more accurate to say uh, anywhere from like high tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting super pissed. And then in America, we have a political party where like, the dominating view is please lock us down harder because of all these freedom people are like ruining this for the rest of us. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's like, all right, well, look at Israel and let's see how you're doing in six months. Or look at here. If if the vaccine, oh, if it's, that's, it's if not that's that good yet. Water, it's, it's not that bad yet. But like, just wait a second. Ninety-five percent of the hospitalized people, people in it, Israel are vaccinated. Yeah. But that's the, the, what I'm saying, though, is that if if the vaccine was had the efficacy that people say it does, then there would be none of that here, which yeah. there already is some of that here. Yeah. So if you say it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, then that means you guys should be fine, which means the logic. And here's what's interesting. Um, have you noticed how the left has like moved the goalposts? Where for a while oh, it was get time. vaccinated, we stop the virus. Like you won't get hurt. It'll stop you won't the be spread. At risk. It'll stop the spread. Now they're saying, well, which by the way, this is how it's always been. But now they're saying, oh, well, you just misunderstand how vaccines work. It was only supposed to make it so they were less lethal. It was never supposed to stop the spread. You just don't know how this works. You should still yeah. get vaccinated. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what you sold us earlier this year. <laughs> I, I had That's not had, what you sold us. I had Twitter friends get kicked off of Twitter for suggesting that there was going to be breakthrough cases and like nobody like they didn't call it breakthrough cases but now breakthrough cases just in headlines it's like oh so they were just ahead of the cdc and big pharma and they were like yeah some people before are still they gonna, were allowed to still gonna get yeah like the only 
if you're right before the CDC, you get banned and lose your job. And that's like basically it. Um, you don't get any award or financial compensation or a pat on the back like you should. Um, if you were correct, uh, which, you know, the right wing has been through almost this entire thing, in my opinion. Which it shouldn't be about the political spectrum in any of this. That's what makes me so angry. Yeah. Um, but, like, here we are. We had to get Trump out. We had to ruin the economy. We had to usher in you know global communism and uh global government i don't know if i'll go that far but i'm like warm to i mean it. i 100 percent would yeah go that far. I'm, I'm warm to it um the the i saw somebody that was like oh the 12th booster shot is actually just communism and it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i mean that's kind of with all the spending um that's happened and the massive amount of wealth transfer from the middle and lower to the upper class it's like this makes 2008 bailouts look like a joke dude like oh for sure it's been it's been ridiculous if there was a way to but enter into a medically induced fascist state uh like this is definitely the way for sure and i i don't what's sad is that you say stuff like that and i i'm I'm over here amening you i'm like preach pastor preach but we can talk about the spending till we're blue in the face and 95 percent of people just don't care oh and a 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill just got passed by the senate so uh, and also the with bipartisan support with bipartisan uh, support the consumer price index was expected to go up 5.4 percent it went up 5.5 and it's usually around two which by the way so that's insane I i wish that like everybody listened to this like start paying attention to when you go to the grocery store look at like the sizes of the packaging for example and look yeah. at how the price either stays the same or goes up if you actually compare that to the amount that you're getting for your dollar it's probably way worse than this 5.5 percentage oh yeah because the the cpi they i don't even think they include energy in it anymore so like energy prices could go through the roof like a hundred times and the cpi wouldn't budge and, and it's like, like dog i don't i don't know energy seems like something everybody needs and like should be monitored uh, uh price wise but it's a nationalized in- industry so it has a tendency to go up faster so it would ruin the entire freaking thing when you're going well, through clearly we need to raise the minimum wage Clearly. <laughs> yeah, when cl- you're clearly <laughs> when you're going through Harris Teeter or Kroger or even Walmart or Sam's Club, whatever, like start paying attention to the shelves. And when all of a sudden where there used to be, let's say, 10 different types of paper towels, you're all of a sudden going to see that there's maybe two different types of paper towels. And they're just going to try to like cover up that whole shelf with one line deep of products to make it feel like it's the same. But yeah. it's not the same. All the inventory is going to shrink. You're going to start having shortages. Then all of a sudden you're going to come in and there's nothing there. And then when the products finally do get back after the supply um, disruption, it's going to be 10 times as expensive. Yeah, who would have thought that just telling people not to work and not to produce would lead to shortages? I would have never seen. I would have seen. I would have never seen that coming. But Austrians don't know what they're talking Clearly about. Clearly, you don't know how the economy works, right? Yeah, yeah. Free market types just don't get I'm it. I'm just though. John Stossling you hardcore today, and I just hope you're okay with it. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> you, need, you need to do the vocal cadence. Uh, so, uh, but oh, clearly, yeah. you don't know how the economy works. <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah. might even say that you've been wrong all along. <laughs> and I would be more than willing to admit if I had been wrong it's just it hasn't happened yet (laughs) I don't know man like even by their own data everything I've ever said is correct (laughs) like because I'm just I'm just some moron with a calculator and if you want to tell me it's gonna kill two and a half million people in this country and then base your lockdown models 
after that and then you're gonna come here a year and a half later still be around and we're 600,000 in most of them were already dying to begin with and you're gonna claim that you're the expert and that I've been wrong this entire time it's like dude I don't know what to say other than you you're just bad at this and like be better <laughs> As I like to say, get the frick out of here. Like, yeah, that's that just was, the stupidest was, thing I've ever uh, heard. Neil Ferguson <laughs> at the Imperial College of London. He's the one uh, that oh. our, our lockdown yeah. model was based off of because he said 2.4 million people were going to die in this country with lockdowns. So, um, and if you want to see the disastrous effects of the lockdowns, if you go to rational uh, rational grounds.com, uh, uh, rational ground.com, rather, there's a, a lockdowns tab at the top where it just has I don't know a hundred articles saying uh, suicides up in this place a hundred thousand starve in this third world you know kids don't get medicine in Kenya because you know our I mean, supply like, chain is disrupted so there's like the a couple world. million in there but it wasn't from COVID it was from the real virus which is government <laughs> but clearly they were all COVID deaths but so how like, do you explain is, that I just want to throw this out there I, I don't want to derail us too much after 2008, people have already been waiting for this monstrous collapse yeah. that could potentially be like a civilization ending event, right? Yeah. Where you've got like credit freezes. And the, the dollar crash. The dollar crashes. Then there's, there's scarcity of food. Um, businesses go under and it all literally just like falls. The, the ground beneath us falls away, right? And this was a way to like leak some air out of the bubble. Well, the thing is, I'm pretty sure this was meant to make it a hundred times worse because the, the narrative at this point is paper thin clearly it was all nonsense and i feel like a lot of people just have stockholm syndrome with the government and that that's why like it's physically hard for them to say that they were wrong this whole time and that they bought a stupid lie yeah but effectively they they made they ramped this up now as people are finally starting to realize this right like this is grounds for a revolution pretty much and i feel as though the moment the awakening takes place across the world that's when they're going to pull the plug for the crash that we would have had anyway. Yeah, and like, in we kind of do need a, a reset. I feel like we ought to save that. <laughs> I mean, we kind of do need a reset on, on some. It's called the Great well, Reset. No, I, like, I know. It's called the Great Reset. I know, but like, <laughs> we need a Great Reset in the sense that we need like a gold standard. We need to shrink the size and scope of government like we need to reset a lot we need to repeal the uh the 20th century is what we really need to do well and i can get into that later some people are <laughs> arguing that the federal reserve actually has been trying to create this massive bubble in an attempt to well just naturally by its very nature it does well and they're going to be able to buy up all the natural resources uh, put all kinds of countries not to mention like their own civilians into crazy crazy debt effectively owning them right you create debt slaves yeah, look at blackrock buying up all the real estate right now that's a very in bed with the fed and then company. because all the nations Quote of the earth company. are doing this to basically do like an alteration into a new system where they introduce some kind of currency that's backed by some percentage of maybe gold or something and that's basically how you get dominance over all the other nations. But the question is, which nation's going to do it first? America. <laughs> I mean, uh, you maybe you might think so, but yeah, you never know. Like China could do yeah, it. Uh, um, there was an cool. argument at some cool. point that China already has started to back some aspect of their currency. Um, oh, I haven't read anything about that. But my focus is very American. <laughs> but like it, a hundred percent feels like this was all just like a plan that they've been running. 
and it's worked magnificently because yeah, it's it's either the most ingenious in the worst way possible plan ever to like have a, a you know what is it 150 years now of propagandizing a, a country into believing every word you say and then pulling this on them or just the just most vast amount of incompetence centralized in one city in Washington DC that I've ever seen in my life. Well, like it's kind of like Ryan Dawson said when he was discussing uh my man. Dick Cheney. Well, uh, what he says a lot. Because oh. a, lo- a lot of the arguments are that the federal government and all of the bureaucracy that they're so incompetent that there's no way that they could ever come up with any kind of 4D chess or, or anything like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard Tim Pool make that argument several times. Uh, you mean Dim Fool? <laughs> so he, he's such a fence sitter. It's like so annoying. Ha- believe in something, right? <laughs> so Jesus. Then Ryan Dawson had an argument where Dick Cheney. Uh, basically sets up the entire reason why in the Middle East, I guess prior to Desert Storm, you really couldn't get the insurgents to fight other coordinated efforts on your behalf anymore and why America had to come in. And he just lays it down geographically, all the different groups involved, their brief history, right? And this was in an interview, I think that was on some national outlet at the time. And Ryan Dawson just like stops the tape and he goes, and like, this is where we're actually dealing with very competent people. <laughs> yeah, like they've definitely got their share of dummies. I mean, like look at them. <laughs> like of course, but um, <laughs> like a lot of it's more calculated and Machiavellian than a lot of right wingers give them credit for because they're just like, oh, Biden's retarded and blah, blah blah dementia. It's like, well, yeah, now, but forty years ago. It's like, also, it's like bear in mind that there was a system that put him into place. Yeah, that system is very competent yeah yeah and uh, if you don't think well, the, that the people it, in the that, cia such a weird thing MIC, is that the left doesn't see it that way that's the weird thing is like is it's a part of that stockholm syndrome and it's a part of the the cognitive dissonance we see is that there are people right now in my feed that are like biden's killing it he's amazing I don't understand it. I, I feel you know like who, they're just in to... my feed saying that biden's killing it biden and that's about it <laughs> We made four million Well, your feed jobs. is an echo chamber for sure. Uh, my Twitter <laughs> feed is for sure, and that's on purpose. Uh, but like, if Biden, if I see Biden one more time, say we have the fastest go- job uh, job growth in history, one more time, it's like, yeah, turn it off and turn it back on. Congrats, dipshit. Well, not just that, but it was already not as much as he was projected after turning it off and turning it back on. So much so that CNN anchors were like, "Oh, frick!" when they tried to celebrate, yeah, like exactly, and and the whole corporate press just glazed right over that. Was just like, "Oh, the jobs report came out, and it's way less than we expected." Let's talk about COVID, but it's still positive. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still great. It's great. So that that that's even a weird thing to me, where you've got this insanely incompetent government that doesn't care about your health and. Just like a lot of the numbers that I've been talking about today, um, they come from the myc.gov. And then, by the way, the number one leading cause of death in 2020, 2019, and 2018, heart disease. Um, After that was cancer. After that was COVID-19. So I just just want to put it out there for people. if, if this has ever been about your health, heart disease, oftentimes the best way to avoid it is by making sure that you don't carry any extra visceral fat, making sure that you have 
better bone density and a waist to hip ratio. So making sure that you're fit and healthy, to put it succinctly, okay? And if you care about people's health, it's just it's just really interesting to me that we'll take a shot that requires no effort, that requires no skill, that requires no discipline. You go someplace, you get the shot, you go back a little bit later, you get the shot. It just and takes you a get little clots. bit of your time, that's it. And, and then you get blood clots and you die. Um, <laughs> and then you're infertile for the rest of your life and you'll never have children. And your kids come out with three eyes. If you do have children, then they die shortly after. So, uh, <laughs> just, just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> it got dark. But like, the you've got heart disease, which is the number one killer. And it's completely preventable by lit- living an actual lifestyle. And we also know that from a lot of the chemicals FDA approved that we put in foods, that from a lot of the additives that we that we mess with animals with, whether it be hormones and other additives that we add into our vegetables and things like that, that a lot of these things can cause cancer. So we already know that the FDA and the CDC, they don't want you to exercise because they're closing gyms because you're going to catch COVID. They don't want you to lose your visceral fat, which, by the way, will help you survive COVID. They don't want you to be able to have access to very healthy foods where they regulate, they overregulate, they're killing our farmers. The only farmers who can make a profit are the ones who are putting poison in the food so the crop doesn't die. So then that's what you end up buying at the grocery store, especially since that's the cheapest stuff because it takes less effort to produce and it's FDA approved. Again, just want to make sure I say that again. It's FDA approved. So now you're catching cancer, you're overweight, you're overeating, you're not healthy, you've got terrible bone density, your waist to hip ratio is terrible. Now you're also getting cancer because of all these of these chemicals. You're fat and so now you're having to deal with heart disease and with all of those things if you haven't caught cancer yet or if you haven't gotten heart disease yet you are t- several times likely 80 percent of the people who were hospitalized from covid were obese and you're going to tell me that getting this jab is the way i'm supposed to be healthy 73. like how does that make any there's, sense there's 40 percent whatsoever obese and then the remaining th- 33 were overweight i believe um but not to but mention what? another big thing low vitamin D I literally levels. have an article up right now from the CDC that says 80% of hospitalized are for COVID-19 were overweight or obese so I'm just saying that like oh, the, the bottom line is higher like, now than <laughs> because there was a daily wire oh. article that said 73 and that's the number I've been running with seven whatever the bottom line is like <laughs> the overwhelming majority of people who are like freaking getting in the hospital because of COVID or obese. And that's the whole point I'm trying to make is that nobody cares about people's health. Like the government doesn't care about your health. Specifically, they don't care about you not D dying from and COVID. zinc levels though. Like the, even like those people that are overweight, like obviously their diets aren't amazing. The government clearly could have come out and been like this mask thing, like unless it's an N95, more than likely isn't gonna do anything at all, but you could go get these supplements. That would have already yeah. been substantially more competent or than like what they've done. Take a walk. Um, outside but so we've, we've only got a little bit of time left and the most important story of the year i think happened and we haven't even talked about it once so the oh what's up ethan my cat's yelling um so the cdc <laughs> uh it just decided it had the authority and the power to extend its eviction moratorium and then biden said whether or not it's legal We'll figure that out later, but we're doing it. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, hey, um, tyrant. Because that's, uh, I mean, that's the biggest invasion of property rights since mention, since civil asset forfeiture and then before that income tax. Since when is the CDC litigated stuff? S- since when does the CDC concern itself with rental properties and the contracts between tenants and, uh, and landlords? I mean, if you can't kick somebody out because they haven't paid your the, your rent in nine months, then you don't own that property anymore. And um, 
also now you see a lot of uh, new apartment complexes asking for like six or eight months rent up front to make sure they're at least going to get half of it. Which is wild. Can you imagine having that much liquidity? Oh, do, uh, no. And who would have thought this is mainly affecting the lower and poor or the lower and middle classes, just like the Austrians said it would. And now people are complaining that like minorities and poor people can't find housing and that the housing crisis has only gotten so much worse. And it's like, yeah, dude, because like that housing crisis wasn't a crisis until government got involved. So now you have just the complete elimination and abandonment of property rights in the housing market. And then you have millions of people who are months and months behind rent who if they couldn't afford to afford it month to month, they definitely can't afford a lump sum of months at once at the end of this thing so we're going to see mass eviction we're going to see mass foreclosure in a lot of places because a lot of landlords have it as a side thing they're not all greedy billionaires or whatever so you're going to see a lot of houses uh flooding the market uh because landlords can't even uh afford them anymore and we might see a nationalization of the real estate agents or the uh industry and that that would be the worst thing ever Man, I just I I foresee New York City falling apart before that. It already has. No, I know what you mean though. Uh, it reminds me of in Revelation, I think, where it says like the the city of Babylon that everybody used to love and how it was this great city, and then everybody watches it burn. And I was like, man, that's that's kind of like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hopper writes about this a lot, and like, culture is very important, and if you're gonna let some degenerate and regressive culture take place in your city then like you're gonna see what happens and you're seeing what happens with the homeless in la and new york and you know crap all over the street and the drug use going crazy the poverty the centralization of wealth and power it's like yeah okay here it is like we we called this years ago (laughs) yeah there's a republican friend of mine who posted something along those lines and she was like this is an infringement on property rights. Like, who owns the property? Blah blah blah. And I, I, I consider Republicans because they're like so close to right and then extremely wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I consider them fertile ground for liberty. And so I just like every now and again I'll poke her and say something that's like, yes, and you know, to make sure that the answer isn't your government because they're always like, we just need less government, which is why, like, you know. What, what was it, Biden with a 38% tax plan and then Trump with a 35% tax plan is super different to those two. And you're like, the same. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she posted something along those lines and I said, yeah, sort of like property tax. Because if you paid off the car, you paid off the house. Why do you owe the government every year based on the value of your home or your car? Because oh, they own it. Yeah. Because, because you don't own yeah. it. So, so this is... This is the natural. This is the natural extension of what's already been. How the so what react? you're saying? We need to get what? Uh, well, what I was saying to her is that what, what we're saying we need to get back to. We've already had that. They've already owned your property, right? And uh, you know, there was a positive conversation after the fact. We didn't really like discuss it because I try not to be combative, and so I just want to like put the idea in your head that like what you think you want to go back to is actually just a lesser version of what already is. Were they it's just the same? Uh, most of the time, hmm. most of the time. Yeah, if you the, if Republicans you, really struggle when you start when you like they're all about my freedom, they're all about my rights, all of that kind of stuff. They're really good at that. But as soon as you start to turn the knife, and it's kind of the same with lefties because Ryan said it so well the other day about our our favorite person. Um, 
is it's just a different kind of woke like your answers and solutions to everything are just a different kind of woke but as soon as you start to turn the knife into the state and you make them realize that like oh we need to vote we need to vote these people out you're like nope doesn't do anything that's when republicans go wait what we love voting that's the best thing ever you know and both have their protected class for like woke lefties it's minorities and gays and you know you know the list and rhetorically by the way yeah and for them for for them it's very rhetorical for the right it's like you know police and the the church as like an establishment and institution uh the military Military. um you know (laughs) so-called mom and pops that they support like putting out a business if it sorts their preferred candidates uh you know desired ends um Mm -hmm. you know they they love big business but they apparently love small government and like the two (laughs) are, are very related big business uh, loves big government so like you can't have you can't have both and they just don't get it um which is why again i have turned the corner from persuasion to separation i don't want to be near these people (laughs) for when the end comes i want to get out (laughs) (laughs) i i'm very hopeful for secession in the future um because i just recognize that Republicans are dangerous. They really are. They they're fighting for control in the state, and that's the same thing that Democrats are fighting for. They're the difference between them is incredibly marginal. Um, the biggest difference is the messaging, but the ends are the same. It results in a bigger state. It results in bigger control. Um, oh, I just I don't. I'm not sure I'm if not, you guys froze. Oh, okay, yeah. you didn't freeze. You were just your eyes were just like half closed for a long time, and I was like, either I'm saying something really boring or Ryan's high. Well. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, what we're I, saying, two things can be true at once, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I don't think, because whenever I see public and popular discussion of popular in the sense that it's not some esoteric like Hoppian theorizing, you know what I mean? Um, d- discussion about secession, uh, the Civil War is always invoked, which I think is progress because they recognized the war was over secession. <laughs> like, they always uh, invoke the idea that a war is necessarily joined by secession. And I think that's no. just been beaten into everybody's head. So I, I just, I'm not hopeful for secession because I don't think it's going to be peaceful and it's going to end up with a bigger state just like it did last time. Yeah. Uh, Henry for 300? I, I, I was about to say like, the exact <laughs> same, the exact same thing that, Effectively, I'll even take it from like a global perspective. All of these governments and authoritarians, I'm going to steal Alex's comparison. They keep throwing these Hail Marys, right? Mm. And then we push it back, but not all the way. Then they throw another one. And then we push it back, but not all the way. And the state has gotten so big at this point. In the event that you were going to wake up to that and start to take away from the state's grasp, I think it'll go for the jugular. Yeah, like the income tax, which is how the state funds everything. Well, that and the Fed. Um, the Fed, they were just like, this is happening. You can't do anything about it. Um, but the income tax was specifically to fund World War One, and it was like only on the Rockefellers and like the top 0.1% or whatever, like like a Bernie Sanders sort of thing. And now look at it. They uh, take a third of your income and then use it to kill people and lock you in your own home. So, I mean... I'm not hopeful for secession. I think things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. I just, again, I want to be as far away from these idiots <laughs> as possible um, because it's their fault. Um, again, the Ayn Rand thing of, uh, you know, Donahue asking why do you have such contempt for these people uh, because they're willing to sacrifice nations. 
um, for their derangement. So why would you not be have just total contempt for these degenerates? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like we have we have more dead in the Middle East than Hitler killed Jews. We have more people in prison as a the free country than any other country. The next like thirty combined. We have the biggest government ever. The dollar is collapsing. There's regulation in every part of your life. Uh, it's their fault. And a lot of it doesn't work for you. Yeah. So you're complaining about it while simultaneously fighting for more of it. And if that's not insanity, I don't know what is. It, it's, it's, and that's the right and the left. It's completely mad yeah. about the regulation that allows the big guys to keep running away with it. And then the guys Dude. on the right are mad about the regulation that's infringing upon their rights. It's like, guys, the enemy's the same here. And, you and keep throwing. The, the right will ahead. just be like, oh, well, socialized medicine will be the end of this country. It'll introduce socialism. It's like, you know who started the trend towards socialized medicine with the whole taxpayer-funded emergency room thing. It was effing Ronald Reagan. You're Saint Ronnie. Like, that was your guy. They are just as yeah, guilty. Ronald Reagan, if you want to talk about, about him, the mo- more modern like, day, nope. like, tyranny <laughs> is directly stemmed from 9-11, which is directly because of dem- largely Democratic candidates, but also George Bush was the one who responded to it. So I, I don't really want to... had to sign the really bills into law. Yeah, the Patriot Act, you had to sign, uh, sign it into law so they could read it. Uh, I, and it, like that infrastructure plan was 2,900 pages. So I read, I read a lot, and, and like it, I read a lot of dense things. That would take me like a year to read. Are you kidding? It also includes that if you contradict the CDC, that you are spreading misinformation and now could go to jail. Yeah, and also the vaccines that Republicans are so hesitant and they think is going to bipartisan usher in support communism. Like <laughs> Donald Trump yeah. <laughs> oversaw the production of that vaccine from a governmental level, so they they want to take all the credit when it was him in office. But as soon as Biden's in here, he's like, I don't know, it could be tracking us with five G. It's like that was your guy, dumbass. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who sat by where everybody was getting locked in their homes. They didn't. He didn't uphold the Constitution. It's in the First Amendment. That you, Same free, thing freedom on of association, and, and he just sat friends. there and let it happen. <laughs> he didn't bring it to the Supreme yep. Court. He didn't nullify. He didn't do anything. So I, 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 yep. don't, I don't, I don't want to hear. It. I, I like if you guys all die in a fiery inferno of your collapsed civilization, that's fine. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. I just, time I just out, want to be away out. from it. No, 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 no. Yeah. That, that's that, that's like against the whole. Like this, this show is completely meaningless if that's the if that's the look, mindset. <laughs> it's it is not, for me like, at this point. Like we're too far the, gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's all over. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our show. And uh, <laughs> I mean, thanks for listening to the Lunch Boys podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the Lunch Boys Pod. My future um, gravestone will be located also, at one, two, three Main give Street. Give us your money. Uh, we're on Patreon, so we're super thankful for our patrons. You guys rock. Thank you so much for supporting the show. So hit us up in the show notes um, if you want to look at our Patreon. Help us out. Um, give us five stars. Uh, four stars we will put them on a diet we'll give them greater bone density we'll help them with their health make sure the waist to star ratio is better and then it will be healthier and therefore five stars um we'll talk at you later much love fam bye five stars like the stars are gonna have to wear in order to go to the grocery store (laughs) that's it for this edition of the lunch boys Join us again next time as the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye-bye now. Stay safe out there. There is a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. 
Wear a mask or do not, who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it, comrades. See you in Gulag soon, yes? <laughs> you think I kid? I not kid. <laughs>